Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I told this to him in the, in the locker room. Season game online, 14 is going to be our, our go-to target. He knows that. I think everybody in the world knows that. And for him to just, again, put his head down, he's been working hard, and it was a, the biggest play of the game, in my opinion. That is Bills quarterback Josh Allen on Stephon Diggs. Welcome back. Extra Point Show. Jody Biasi. This is WGR on a Buffalo Bills football Tuesday. A couple of days after the Bills win over the Chargers. Had to love that game being before Christmas Eve and Christmas. I'm sure the players like that too. I know the media did. Um... And you probably did too. I mean, you can watch that game then with friends. You could go out. You got Christmas Eve morning to sleep in a little bit, and then you get Christmas after that. So not having to have uh, it interfere with you know holiday plans, I'm sure, was a, was a good thing for a lot of uh, Bills fans out there. 803-0550 is the phone number. Got some stuff to get to. A little bit more on Vaughn. The Tuesday tiers coming up for Week 17 in a matter of moments. We had a caller in the 1030 segment that was asking about the potential for the Bills to play their backups in Week 18 against the Dolphins. I do believe, I'm still, I'm, I'm trying to confirm this now, but I believe I have found an outcome for Week 17 where the Bills have clinched the sixth seed going into Week 18. I'm pretty sure it's the only seed that that can happen with. But they can be locked into a spot. Can't move up, can't move down, division not on the line, with a couple of different scenarios. But I think a big reason why it is very unlikely is you'll need Carolina to beat Jacksonville in Week 17. And trusting the Panthers to do anything is uh, not prudent. But to be fair, the Jaguars, you know, they could lose. They could lose to the Panthers, couldn't they? The Jaguars are so. We'll get to them in Tuesday tiers. But the Jaguars, the Jaguars could lose to the Panthers. So basically, if the Jaguars lose to the Panthers, the Bills beat the Patriots, the Dolphins beat the Ravens, and the Browns beat the Jets. I think that's it. I think I'm checking to see if there's more that needs to be had, but I'm pretty sure I have it that if those four results go that way: Cleveland, Miami, Buffalo, Carolina. I don't even think it matters what happens with Houston and Indy. I think if those four results happen, the Bills will be locked into the six. And then you start, you fire up the debate of, is there any point of playing Josh Allen or your starters against Miami? 
Miami will be playing for the one seed, so you could play spoiler there, but is that that valuable? I don't know. That, that'll be a debate to be had if those results go that way. But it's out there. There is, a, a, just, unless I'm missing something, and if uh, somebody has, you know, reason to believe I am missing something, let me know. Um, and I'll pass it along. But I think I've got it. I'll do some more digging on that in the next break. 8030550 is the phone number if you want to get in. It is time for our Tuesday tradition, week 17 AFC Tuesday tiers for week 17. Two games to go, six tiers. We don't do power rankings, we do tiers because there are, there's, you know, teams are closer together than they, uh, they might appear on a power ranking. So, although now that I'm looking at it, I'm missing one. Hold on. I'm missing one team. Just going to throw them in here. Okay, we're good. We're good to go. I was just counting like 15. What happened there? Too many men in the field. Not enough men in the field. Starting at the bottom, tier six, we work our way up. Tier six, the worst. And definitely the teams that are playing for nothing. And if you see them on a schedule and you need a result from them, you're probably not feeling great. Tier six. The Chargers, they played the Bills close, but I hold true everything that I said about them going into that game on Saturday. They do not have impact players that are healthy. Herbert out, and Bosa out, and Keenan Allen out, and Mike Williams out, and it's Easton Stick. And hey, maybe he's better than we thought. Maybe he's a legitimate NFL quarterback. He's not Tim Boyle, at the very least. He's not even Zach Wilson. But, he's not that good. He's limited with some arm strength. And to be fair, you know, I watched some of these plays back in the last couple of hours. The run plays that Easton Stick had against the Chargers or against the Bills. He's not really that fast. He's got quick feet, but you're in a 4-6-4-40. He's not that fast. So if mobility is his thing, well, you know, you have better you have better players out there. Chargers on tier six. Maybe just a little bit of an adrenaline boost because of a new coach, and that will fade. To the Jets on Tier 6. They deserve to be down here just because of all the Rodgers shenanigans. Rodgers didn't actually want to be on the 53-man roster. Um, and a fullback getting cut, and he didn't want... Just The guy is such a fake. And if you look around at the Jets roster now... I mean, they, they did win, right? Like they, they gave a result for the Bills. Um... And Brees Hall had a big game himself. Um, excuse me, that game, this game wasn't for the Bills. Washington was the uh, was the team there. Why did I think that was for the Bills? Was there a New England thing? There's something draft order-wise I think that, that was actually good. Is why that's in my head. Either way, the Jets are pretty much an embarrassment. And they, just because he beat the Commanders by two, I'm not raising uh, them up the tier. So, tier six, the Jets. The Raiders on tier six. But, Joe, they just beat the Chiefs. They didn't complete a pass in the final three quarters, or the final two quarters. You could watch that game for two and a half hours and not seen the Raiders complete a pass. Listen, they won, and they had a good defensive game plan, but let's be real, they got really lucky. They got really, really lucky that the Chiefs are imploding. They didn't do anything to cause Patrick Mahomes and... Um, was it Richie James on that Wildcat play in their own uh, territory? They didn't cause that ball to be fumbled. Mahomes just dropped it. 
and good on the Raiders. They picked it up, and they scored. The next play, Jack Jones with a pick six. It's a terrible throw by Mahomes. He should have never made it. So I'm not taking all credit away from them. They had a good defensive game plan, and it worked. But they got really lucky. The Chiefs kind of gifted them two touchdowns on a platter. I don't think that team has much talent on it whatsoever. And I think these last two wins are a little fluky, and you're going to see them fall by the wayside. It is funny, though, I will say. Maybe I'm not giving them enough credit. They're still alive for the division. They're two games back. You know what? With that being said, fine. Tier five. Let me let me maybe I'm being too harsh on them. Aiden O'Connell and not completing a pass. Because yeah, they ran the ball fine and defensively they were good and they're still alive. Now, could you imagine if they caught the Chiefs? What the reaction would be like for that? They need to win their final two and the Chiefs to lose their final two, so they still have to have a lot happen. Tier six, Tennessee. Tennessee is bad. And Tannehill, Tannehill, not that good. He's probably done as a starter, do we think? Means Mike Schoep's got to pay me that bet out. He'll never win a Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I think Tannehill's days are numbered or done as a starter. I mean, he already lost his job to Will Levis. I doubt anyone else is going to give him one. To Tier 5 we go. I already have the Raiders in there. It's pretty crowded in here. These are teams where, you know, they do a couple of things well. And they're not the biggest jokes. Um, And I'm going to start with New England. New England has been on Tier 6 for a long time in my tiers. But I am bumping them up. Because now you look at them, they're better without Mac Jones. And I did not think that was going to happen. Way off on that. I thought that Bailey Zappi would just be the same thing. It's the offense. It's the coordinator. It's the the receivers. Um, But now... Zappy is playing better than Mac Jones was. He is more mobile than Mac Jones was. He is more willing to throw the ball into contested situations, and he has to do that because those guys don't get open. So now what do I have? I have an offense that's not as embarrassing as it once was. Right? They went multiple games in a row where they couldn't even get they couldn't even score a touchdown. They scored six, seven, and zero in a three-game stretch. Since then, 21, 17, and 26. All right. It's not great, but it's like a real NFL team with Bailey Zappi at quarterback. And the defense is pretty good. So I've got an offense that is not as embarrassing as it was and a defense that's decent. Yeah, like, I think they're more dangerous on paper than this Chargers team was the Bills just played. The Bills at least get to play the Patriots in the home, though. So Tier 5 for New England. I've got Pittsburgh on Tier 5. Mason Rudolph is a flash in the pan. That was a great game he played on Thursday night. Don't bet on that happening again. Or Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Uh, Don't bet on that happening again. We know who Mason Rudolph is. He might be better than uh, Mitch Trubisky, but there's there's not much here for this guy. He's been in the league for a long time. I mean, this is year five for him. And his quarterback rating... His passer rating, or yeah, quarterback rating for his career is like in the the low 50s. He takes a bunch of sacks. Um, he's not a Mason Rudolph fan, and I'm not really a big Steeler fan in general. Haven't been all year. I don't think they're going to put performances like that together consistently. In fact, a big reason why I think Mason Rudolph and that offense had a big game: the Bengals give up big plays more than anybody, and that's why I have the Bengals on tier five. I'm moving them down. The Jake Browning hysteria has started to wear off a little bit. 
And the defense, let's just say it, the defense is bad. The defense in Cincinnati is legitimately bad. So they're going down to Tier 5. I don't think they're going to get into the playoffs, um, which I guess is fine for them. They're, they know they can't win the Super Bowl anyway without Joe Burrow. What do they care? Tier 5, Denver. Denver loses to New England. They almost came back. They almost rallied. Sean Payton got a bunch of criticism for calling two timeouts on the final Patriot drive. New England went run, run. They got six yards on the first one. I believe they got two on the second one. So they were faced with a third and two. The Broncos had used their two timeouts. Now, I don't know what these two coaches were thinking, Payton and Belichick. But you're not going to get me to criticize Sean Payton in that spot. He wants the ball back because he wants to go win the football game, and he thinks Bill Belichick is being a coward. Like, oh, I'm just going to play this to get to punt. Now, on the other side, what I wonder, was Belichick thinking ahead? I'm not one to want to give him that type of credit. Was he thinking ahead? Was he thinking, you know what? He's got two timeouts over there. I bet that if I run the ball on these two plays, he's going to give me his two timeouts. I'm basically receiving his two timeouts. I'll get to call two run plays, and whatever I get, I get. Oh, eight yards? Perfect. I'm eight yards closer to field goal range. And he gave me those eight yards. And then he called the pass play. Now let's go for it. That, I wonder if that's what Belichick was thinking. If so, all right, I'll give you your genius credit for a second, but I also don't know how much I want to believe that that was true. That's it for Tier 5. Tier 4. Playoff Frisky. They could get in, and there are these teams where I feel like they could pull off an upset. I don't think Pittsburgh could. I don't think Pittsburgh could upset anybody. But these two teams I would pick against to make it and to win a playoff game. But I wouldn't be the most surprised person in the world if it happened. Indianapolis and Jacksonville. Let's stick in the AFC South with these two. And because really for the Jags, it's a lot of my belief in Trevor Lawrence as a special talent. Um, But the reason I have continued to lower them I had them tier one like a month ago, and now they're down here in tier four. They just, they're weird. I don't get it. But, hey, you are what your record is for the most part. And they continue to fall down, and they can't block for Lawrence. That might be their biggest problem. We're really seeing the value of offensive linemen come into play in the NFL more and more, and that might be very true in Jacksonville. Uh, they can't protect. They got smoked by Tampa. It's not a team you should be getting rolled by. I mean, Baltimore, sure, that's acceptable. But Tampa, they finished Panthers and Titans. I still think they're going to get in. I still think they're going to win the division. But I would not. I think that is the easiest matchup that a team can have in the AFC playoffs. And for the Colts, the Colts for me, it's just they're not really that good at anything. They're not elite at running. They're not elite at passing. They're not elite on the defensive side of the football. Like they're they're okay at everything, and that's just very uninspiring to me. You lose by 19 to the Falcons. Not, I mean, both those teams, right? These two teams. The theme is you lose by double digits to an A to an NFC South team. You're getting bumped down. So tier four for them. Tier three. You might have noticed. I haven't gotten to a team yet that might sound like they're deserving of being uh, in one of these tiers already. Let's go to Houston. The Texans. They 
lose with Case Keenum at quarterback, and they probably should have lost last week, too, to the Tennessee Titans, but they didn't. They have the Titans and the Colts, by the way, to finish their schedule. But they lose to the Browns, 36-22. That game was even further out of hand before that. And they have a, they had a bad loss to the Jets a couple weeks ago. It's been a bad few weeks for the Texans. But the reason I have them on Tier 3 is of these you know, bottom feeder AFC playoff teams, Pittsburgh, Indy, and Jacksonville, Stroud is the one guy I would not want to play right now. Jacksonville at their best this season. They don't look dominant. The Colts at their best this season don't look dominant. The Steelers at their best, you know, same thing. The Texans at their best is dangerous. And I think it's that quarterback for the most part. They have good receivers. No Tank Dell. They're still pretty good. Nico Collins, Robert Woods, uh, Dalton Schultz at tight end. They've got enough. So John Mechie too, last year's second round pick. It's about Stroud for me. I, he'd be dangerous for me. I wouldn't want to play him. I'd rather play the Colts. I'd rather play the Jaguars. I'd rather play the Steelers. I could see Houston winning a playoff game if they get in with that quarterback just having a special type of performance. And Tier 3 is also where I'm going to stick the Kansas City Chiefs. Kind of the opposite of the Texans. Um, well, not in, not in so many ways. It's Mahomes, right? But the Chiefs... Their best actually might come out more rarely than the Texans do. If you look at games in which the team has scored more than 30 points this year, the Chiefs have only scored more than 30 points two times all season. Whereas Houston, Houston scored 30 against Cincinnati, 39 against Tampa, 30 against Pittsburgh, 37 against Jacksonville. They had, I thought there was one more in here that I just missed. But either way, their offense, when it's at its best, is dangerous. And I just don't see Kansas City's best as often. So I think they're on the same, though, because Kansas City has a very good defense, uh, much better than Houston. And it's kind of the same theory, right? Like, why are they dangerous in Houston? Well, I don't want to. I think Stroud could have a game. And Mahomes, as much as it hasn't happened much this year, could he just lift the whole thing up and carry them on his back to a victory? Yes, he could. Um,. So the respect for Mahomes, the respect for that defense, I won't put them lower, but I already feel like this would be treated as disrespect, right? By putting Kansas City on Tier 3. But that's where I got them, Tier 3. Tier 2. This is where I've got the Bills. And this is where I have the Dolphins. I would pick the Bills to beat the Dolphins right now, but I don't think the gap is that large. Uh, Allen Tatua to me is a big gap, but McDaniel and Tyreek Hill, and I guess Waddle's hurt, so I can't include him right now. I trust those other pieces to get the job done in Miami. And when I say get the job done, I could see them winning a playoff game in like a Kansas City. I said that earlier. I think I would pick them right now to win an Arrowhead. I think they're a legitimate playoff team. Are they a legitimate Super Bowl contender? I think jury is still out on that. Whereas the Bills, I feel a little bit more confidently, but they're they're kind of polar opposites too. I mentioned point differential stats earlier where the Dolphins have the best point differential against bad teams in the league and the 21st best point differential against good teams. The Bills have the third best point differential against the good teams. So 
This is why I would power rank the Bills above Miami, but tier-wise, they're the same. The reason I would power rank them above is the Bills have their best performances this season when they played the best teams. Miami, the best trait they might have all year is they don't screw up against bad teams like the Bills do. But when you get to the playoffs, there's no more bad teams. You got you now you got to have your best. And Miami often doesn't do that when they play the best teams. I've got Cleveland on tier 2 also. Yes, Joe Flacco, a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now. An elite defense. Flacco by the way on the offensive side of the football. If you're not familiar with just how good he has been, Joe Flacco's games since he started Against the Rams, 254 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. The Jaguars, 311 yards, three touchdowns. The Bears, 374 yards and two touchdowns. Now, he did have three picks in that game also. And then Christmas Eve against the Texans, 368 yards and three touchdowns. Joe Flacco is slinging it. Amari Cooper is catching a bunch of balls. David Njoku, pair that. Finally, some competent quarterback play, even maybe beyond that, in Cleveland with an elite defense. And I think you have maybe the most well-balanced, the second, Baltimore's got to be number one, but maybe the second most well-balanced team in the AFC right now is Cleveland. And it might just sound like I'm, you know, trolling by saying, El Flacco could go on another Super Bowl run. I don't know. The NFL's been weird this year. The AFC's been weird this year. Why couldn't the Browns do it? I mean, it is Joe Flacco, right? That is that the answer? It's because Flacco's not going to do this in the playoffs? I don't know. I don't want to put it past them. They've looked really good, and I think they are very deserving of being here on the second tier. I mean, I've been on Cleveland you know, from the start. I thought Watson would be the one to give them this type of quarterback play. That, is, that did not happen with him. But what was let's go back to the offseason when I kind of controversially picked the Browns to win the AFC. Why did I do that? Because I thought they were going to have one of the best defenses in football and at the same time they were going to have a very good offense. I love their skill position players. Now I thought Nick Chubb was a part of that earlier. And where are we at? They have one of the best defenses in football and they have a very good offense. That's that's all you need. Maybe. We'll see. Can they get through Baltimore? Tier 1 is Baltimore. By themselves. I think that's deserving, right? They beat the Niners on the road like that. Jackson has been solid all year. I know they miss Mark Andrews, but... You are seeing without Mark Andrews, like Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman, and Isaiah Likely. Like, they are doing just fine without him. They would rather have him, I'm sure. But... Likely is good at tight end, and the receivers have stayed healthy for the for the most part. So um, it's more than that. I mean, they they have the they're by DVOA they're the number one defense in football with Queen and Roquan Smith. Like they are so athletic at linebacker, and that's a big reason for it. Um, I think Baltimore has got all the goods they need, and they are deserving of being on their own tier at the moment for tier one in the AFC. All right. Tier 6, Chargers, Jets, and Titans. Tier 5, Steelers, Patriots, Bengals, Broncos, and Raiders. 
Tier 4, Colts and Jaguars. Tier 3, Chiefs and Texans. Tier 2, Bills, Dolphins, and Browns. And Tier 1, the Baltimore Ravens. Those are your Tuesday tiers for Week 17. We will take a timeout. If you've got a thought on Bills Chargers from Saturday, give me a phone call at 803-0550, and we will get you right on here on a Buffalo Bills Football Tuesday. Presented by Catholic Health. Catholic Health, the right way to care by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at northwest.com. And by Speed Global, around the corner or around the world, Speed delivers. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Huge. I mean, again, backs against the wall. But again, still some season left, and we gotta we gotta finish finish in our own terms, and you know, just try to find a way to get in. Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Let's connect with our fans. 8030550 is the phone number. How are you feeling about the Bills right now? They're probably going to get in. So, all right, we said it. Just get in and but don't assume they're in, by the way. I know there's like a 9% chance that they're not in. Really, they'd have to lose to the Patriots. And we can argue about how likely that is. But that's basically what it would take. For them to miss, they're probably going to need that to happen. Um... So we still feeling good about, hey, just get in and you can go all the way? Or maybe the Charger game has you thinking a little differently. 803-0550, let's go to David in Tonawanda. Hey, David. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Um, I- I'm feeling really good about the, about, these ne- about the next two weeks. The only thing that is getting to me, honestly, right now is the inconsistencies of the offense and defense lately. One to, uh, one game, like we've seen against the Cowboys, we looked great. We shut them down. We did some things that a lot of fans never thought that was going to end up happening. But then we're looking at the Chargers where we kind of, like, just made it. Um, mm-hmm. Offensive, defensive line has just not really been showing up. It's been we're hoping that they're going to pull something out and then – you have a lot of hit or miss if we're going to make if we're going to win the game or if we're not going to win the game. Yeah. I I know it's, so there, David. It sounded like it dropped off. Um 
I mean, I know they are inconsistent, but I just don't know if I, – I can't decide if I want to read into Saturday's game or not. I mean, it happened, right? And what are we trying to do? We're trying to be predictive. We're trying to judge the team. If you just want to count the standings, you can do that. Anybody can do that without watching. So, like, are we judging them or are we just figuring out if they're going to get in? Because now it seems like they're going to get in. And I do think part of evaluation is breaking down what happened in the middle. Right? Otherwise, again, you just count the games and why does anybody ever need to watch? Um, And that's where, you know, inconsistency on defense. I don't know. I feel... I don't... It's just Saturday's game in general. I almost want to throw it out, but I almost feel I feel like it's not right to do. They should have probably played better defensively against Easton Stick, right? That Charger offense does not present many problems. They should have been dominant. The offense, at the same time, should have put up a bunch of points. It's fine. They got there. They turned the ball over three times. They still won the football game. That shows how much you outmatch your opponent. Everything, all the excuses were built in for the Bills, right? They didn't have the rest advantage. The Chargers did by multiple days. They had played Thursday night the week before. The Bills had to go out west. So the travel excuse was in the Chargers' favor. Uh, The turnover battle was won by the Chargers, 3 to nothing. I mean, everything that you could have been used as an excuse, ready to go this morning, they overcame. Doesn't that kind of say how good they are? That all of that was against them, they still still won. Because why? Because they are far better than the Los Angeles Chargers. Far better. They are a legitimately great team. Let's go to Paul in Buffalo. Hey, Paul. Hi, how are you? Good. Morning. Hey, I was wondering, uh, why didn't the Bills go for two after the last touchdown against the Chargers? After their last touchdown? Yeah, I believe it was the last one. Maybe I'm mistaken, but uh, at that point I figured, what's the point if you're, what's the difference if you're going to one or two, right? We, we, you know, they kick a field goal at the end, we lose. It could have been tied. Was it even a consideration? Okay, I see. Wait, let me see. So this is their last touchdown, which came. Hold on, I'm just pulling up the the play by play here. So you wanted them to go for two. When okay, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, Paul, because I said the same thing. It's funny, I haven't even thought about it since then. Um, yeah, they score a touchdown. Allen's tush push touchdown, third and goal at the one. There's a minute twenty eight left to go in the third. And the Bills are up 21-13. to 13. I'm always wanting to chase as many points as possible. I'm trying to make it as hard on the other team as possible to win. That's it, right? That's all you're trying to do. Give yourself the best chance to win. Usually, actually not usually, always, that is, score the most points possible. So in that situation, the Bills are up 7 with a minute 28 to go in the third. The value of making it a two-score game versus the downside of only being up seven, to me, is so far, it's not even close. It's in the air. It's 
towards let me make it a two-score game. And really, what you're doing is, who do you trust more to get two yards? Do you trust your offense to get two yards, or do you trust the defense to stop it from two yards? Probabilities would tell you your offense is more likely, and given that Josh Allen is the quarterback, and the Bills had scored, yes, on the tush-push, but also on the easiest quarterback touchdown run that wasn't a tush-push that I've ever seen in my life, Allen's designed quarterback run earlier in that game from the two to score was a walk-in. He literally walked in. I would have grabbed the two yards. I would have made it, tried to make it a two-score game because the downside for me is, well, they're just going to kick the extra point and tie it if they score a touchdown anyway. So I'm still in good shape. So right, it's right to point out. I like it. And yeah, had, you know, we're, we're now we're really getting deep into the hypotheticals, but had you gone for two and got it, then you would have been up three instead of two at the end of the game, and yeah, if the Chargers, you know, drive down somehow and get in field goal range to tie, I, I get all that too. John and Elma's next. Hey, John. Hey, I'm just calling to see what your three keys for the coming up are, and I'll give you my three. You can give me yours because I'm uh, I'm not there yet. I'm still maybe I'll steal them. What do you got? Oh, I I think the number one key is mistakes. We can't make any mistakes, either interceptions or fumbles. That's, I think, the number one key of the game for Buffalo. Uh, number two is putting a lot of pressure on Taglavu. If we don't put the pressure on Taglavu, okay, I think I think we're going to be in trouble. John, I think you're confusing games and quarterbacks and commissioners, and I don't even know where we just went there. Uh, assuming you mean Tungavailoa, which is week 18, not this coming week. Um, I've not thought a lot about the New England matchup yet, other than, you know, I just did a little bit in Tuesday Tears on. I don't think they're as easy as the Chargers on paper would have been. But I... The bill. Listen, the Bills are a twelve-point favorite for a reason. New England is a bad team, even if they might be less embarrassing than they were uh, a few weeks ago. They're still a really bad team, and the Bills are a great team. So that's how you get your twelve-point spread. I expect the Bills to win the football game. It would be an utter embarrassment if they didn't. We'll break the matchup down plenty more as the week goes on, but I think the Bills should have a pretty easy time with uh, beating New England. Let's go to Greg in Charleston. Hey, Greg. Hey, good morning. Morning. Um, I, I want to make a comment about San Diego's game. Everybody's talking about, you know, the defense in the playoff team, the offense didn't play well and stuff like that. But nobody's mentioning that. That was a brand-new team. We had no film on these guys. We had a new quarterback in there, a new coach. Uh, everybody was new. It was, like, it was like the first game of the season. I thought they played pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, th- thanks for the call. Um, it's possible. I mean – they weren't that different. It's the same offense. It's the same coordinator in Kellen Moore. So I, I don't tend to think that that part of the film, you know, is so mysterious that you can't figure it out. Listen, Easton Sticks played football at North Dakota State. You can figure out his tendencies. You watched them the week before against the Raiders. I, I think it was somewhat capable of being uh, figured out. 
Thanks for the call. Buffalo Bills football Tuesday here on WGR. Let's hear from the Bills quarterback, Josh Allen, after Bills and Chargers. A lot to break down. Diggs, um, Shakir, a lot of stuff that happened in that game that Allen breaks down. Here is the Bills quarterback. Well, I mean, give credit where it's due. You know, that's a, that's a team, again, coaching change. Um, obviously, their quarterback was out, but they came out and they played hard. Uh, they had a really good game plan, you know, and it's, it's, it's tough because when you're playing a team with nothing to lose, that's a dangerous team, and that was a dangerous team we played today. Um, we got it out and found a way. Did you, find, did you feel that because they got beat the way they did, that would be a factor, too, that no team is going to not bounce back from that? Yeah, it's the NFL. I mean, these are – highest level professional athletes in the world um, each and every week that we're playing. It's not easy to, to win. It's not easy to win by a lot. Um, I'm, just for, I'm just fortunate that we found a way. Our defense made a stop there at the end at Oliver with the sack. I um, think he hit his incentive there too, so that's probably a pretty good feeling for him right now. But um, that's, that's the name of the game right now. This is our playoffs. It doesn't matter how we get them done, just get them done. Yeah, I mean, I just... Um, obviously extended the play a little bit. I peaked their boundary safety. Khalil was coming over the middle of the field. His eyes were on him. Gabe did a good job of just trusting it and, and going deep. It's something that we practice a lot and um, something that we haven't really done all that much this year. So it was good to, to get that one on the, on the field. Sounds crazy, but it seemed like the, the Khalil touchdown getting reversed was a good thing. Did you, I mean, you never want to take one off, but in that case, did you feel like that was actually a good thing? Um, I mean... Analytically, probably, yes. Um, now, as an offense, you know, we, we want to score a touchdown and put them in an even more difficult situation. Obviously, not, not scoring there allowed us to wind the clock down a little bit. They wasted their third and final timeout. Um, but it's just if you, if you want three versus seven-point lead, uh, obviously, they'll have a couple. They, they would have one timeout there with that uh, touchdown. But, um, yeah. Again, it's just, he was just doing his job. Um, you know, last few games, sometimes it just didn't pan out for him to get the ball. You know, whether it was coverage, whether it was concept. Um, you know, but he's a he. The the mental toughness on that kid to not get down and not let that beat him down. Um, it's, it's very impressive. You know, he, he works hard, doesn't complain. He just keeps doing his job. Opportunity finds him. Um, but I thought all of our receivers made plays tonight. You talk about Khalil. Obviously, the, the, that last one, but that third down, I threw it behind him. He made a heck of a catch. Stefan Diggs coming up on, on some third downs, huge, uh, especially that last one, that little out route to the field. You know, we'd worked on that practice a few different times, and it was, it was good to get that in the game, just trusting the feet, trusting where he was going to be. Um, you know, and that's, that's where we went to on, our, on third down was our, you know, number 14. Hey, Josh, you've been in the yeah, again, it's it's just understanding what's going on. You know, the flow of the game. Obviously, going down. I think we were ten ten nothing right away. Um, things weren't clicking. You know, just continue to stay patient. We got that one play to Gabe and kind of felt ourselves get into a groove. In, into a groove. But again, still a lot to learn from. We're gonna look at this film and, and obviously made some bonehead decisions. If I set up and just throw throw it deep to Steph, it might be a completely different game. But um, you know, again. Just find a way. Does anything stand out to you as why it wasn't clicking 
Uh, I think we were just hurting ourselves a little bit, putting ourselves behind the sticks and second and longs. A um, couple, couple penalties that didn't help. Um, yeah. On that, on that, uh, you alluded to some big plays on that game-winning drive on third down. I mean, that could be your season potentially. Are you thinking that? I mean, what the satisfaction to come through when your season really is on the line there in that one drive? Yeah, and I, I told this to him in the in the locker room. Season game online, you know, 14 is going to be our, our go-to target. He knows that. I think everybody in the world knows that. Um, and for him to just, again, put his head down, he's been working hard, um, you know, and it was uh, the biggest play of the game, in my opinion. You did what you needed to do. Tomorrow, will you sit back and see what happens around the league a little bit and watch the games and yeah, kind of keep absolutely. track? Yeah, I'll turn on a red zone. But... All right, we'll cut it off there with Bills quarterback Josh Allen as he was starting to get into some stuff that happened on uh, yesterday and Sunday. We'll t- come back. We'll wrap things up here in the Extra Point Show, get you off to Sabres Live, Sabres and Bruins, tomorrow night at 7.30. It's the Extra Point Show. We do have time for a phone call if you want to sneak in one right before the end of the show here on the Extra Point Show with Jody Biasi. This is WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to wrap things up here on the Extra Point Show. The Extra Point Show from the sidelines, brought to you by Catholic Health. Catholic Health, the right way to care. No Sal here, so I'll have to give you my view from the sidelines. And my view from the sidelines is the NFL Films clip that was released of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs watching the final Charger play where they're lateraling the ball around. Um, And it is kind of funny to watch Diggs. Like, Allen... You know, talking about the play and Diggs just like, hey man, chin up, we got this. We're good. We already we, we won. We're about to win. Like all confidence in the world. Like, don't worry about it. Did anybody else get really nervous though when Easton Stick threw that ball across the field a la Frank Wycheck for the Titans? I said this earlier that I don't believe it was the same as the Music City Miracle at all, because Christian Benford was in a position to make a tackle that nobody was in 99 or 2000, whatever year it was. Um, It was the 99th season in 2000. Benford was there, and at the same time, it looked to me like it... I got to watch it back, but I'm pretty sure the guy who caught it on that side was a tight end. And even if that lane had been there, that guy was not outrunning everybody 70 yards. There is no way. Somebody was going to track him down. Also, to, I'm going to continue with my Vaughn criticism here. I don't think he should be playing. He's not dangerous. A zero. No quarterback pressures. Playing 46% of the snaps. He should be behind on the depth chart. Leonard Floyd, A.J. Epinesa, Greg Rousseau, Kingsley Jonathan, and Shaq Lawson. You want to debate Lawson? Go ahead. I think he should be behind those guys. 
Watch, watch the final play. Watch all the Bills running around. Terrell Bernard is like a missile out there. He is just flying around, diving, trying to make tackles. Greg Rousseau is diving around. He dove back, ru- sprinting back from behind to make the tackle on the final the final uh, drop there. And watch Vaughn. He is just not as athletic as the other human beings out there. He's not as athletic as the other guys out there. So, that is one play that you probably shouldn't read into because you have a million other plays that you can do that with. But, I, you know, just notice it. Because I'm looking out for it to see if there's any signs of this guy producing for them. And, to my eyes, I don't see any improvement whatsoever. All right, that's it for me today on the Extra Point Show, and I'll talk to you tomorrow with Jeremy at 6, so I'll talk to you then. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.